Hey, this is Donna Campbell. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good friend, Stacy O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacy O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacy O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacy O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a good friend of mine, Donna Campbell. Donna Campbell is known as the Mind Whisperer. Donna combines her past knowledge, wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. Donna has over 25 years combined of professional experience. As a former financial advisor, her book, Financially Fit, is a number one Amazon international bestseller, bringing together the world of money and the energy, body, and the soul's essence. She is a professional speaker sharing her techniques during interactive workshops and maintains an international private practice. Donna has shared the stage with Lisa Nichols, Dr. Joe Fatale, Sharon Lecter, and Kevin Harrington. Her personal heart-centered healing philosophy is a create a world that is better place for all to live. That's something her and I share and you guys will learn very, very quickly why I brought her on the show. I absolutely adore everything that I have learned about this woman. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Donna. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Donna, welcome. And thank you so much for having me here at Pivot Point Advantage. And with you, Stacy, I'm so excited. Uh, Donna, I am too. You know, you and I share a lot in common for a multitude of reasons. And one of the most foundational reasons that really connected me to you was one of the sheer philosophies of Sell Without Selling is you have to do the inner work for the outer to ever work. Absolutely. And you have this, this joy, this prosperity, this whole heart-centered focus that you do is, is really what, what connected me to you. Now, our journeys are similar yet very, very different. 
-hmm. You know, I found myself in a situation with a man that I was supposed to trust, also known as my father, being Mm -hmm. continually uh, his punching bag my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I learned that there were similarities in, in you're in my presence, except for yours, I believe, wasn't your father. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do is I'd really like to start with our listeners really getting to know you, really uh-huh. understanding where you were at and how you got to where you are today, because, you know, reality is, is this life is very simplistic. Life starts with an L, we call it living. It's got the if in between, and then it's got the E, the end. It's Mm -hmm. that if in between that either make or break people. Mm -hmm. And some people use it as a foundation to stand on as their platform to build the life they want. Others use it as the house to live in for the rest of their life. Absolutely true. So, So help me help our listeners really get to know you. Mm-hmm. So what, how did you start out? How did you get on this journey to where you are today? Well, my first career was being a financial advisor and a managing principal for an investment firm. When I was growing up, I grew up near the poverty line in Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and I was so passionate about helping other people provide opportunities for themselves, for their children that I didn't have, because that's what my mom wanted from me. So I chose the career of financial planning because I thought that was a way to help other people get ahead in life. What happened for me during that career was, yes, I was responsible for $500 million of other people's money, but what that did was it broke down my health. I wasn't able to digest food for over two years. My marriage was full of anger and infidelity, so that ended quickly. Then I decided that because those two things had me in common, I would move to a spiritual living community to understand what it was about myself that I needed to learn to grow from. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I was in a spiritual partnership with another person who became domestically violent and the end of two years. So I left that. And after that, I was financially devastated being the global recession because nobody was hiring in the financial services industry. But it was that last relationship that was my really big wake-up call. And I remember when I left, I was praying that if you kept me and my children safe, I would follow this healing path and I will do it until the end of days to for me to help other people because we don't have to live in that state. Mm-hmm. That was what ignited me between that and understanding the emotional connection that we have with ourselves and how it affected my life with my own health, my own wealth and my own relationships. And that's what I do today. Awesome. So how does somebody, I I mean, having, having studied wall street and finances, how, I mean, you're seriously on the opposite side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So So when you started promoting yourself as as a heart-centered impact maker, impact creator, how did you shift the way you showed up from what they drill into your head at being a financial planner, being a financial analyst? Right. 
I always had this energetic spiritual connection that was always a part of me. And I thought I had to go live a worldly life or mm -hmm. what parents wanted for me or what society and culture said. So my passion about helping other people get ahead financially is still there today. My how-to method to what the world said to how I see and how I want to help people from the heart-centeredness, those were two different pathways. Mm -hmm. And with the first pathway of following Wall Street, answering to Wall Street for the stock market, for your clients, for the financial plan, when I realized that wasn't how the world worked, I swung to the other side and immersed myself into science and physics and quantum physics and math and meditation and Eastern philosophy and Western culture, religion, and to study all of that. And then it's been the last several years, it's come into a balance. And now I feel like I'm a bridge between both mm -hmm. worlds because you are an energy being can be measured by science and money is the outward form of energy in our life that we use to exchange yeah. and so the book i wrote financially fit is that bridge between both of those worlds i love that you know i because of what i teach speak and train and coach on you know the, the first thing I explain to people is money is nothing more than an exchange of energy. You put energy out, you get energy in. The energy you put out is your product, service, and solution. The energy you get back is what's known as compensation or money, right? Mm -hmm. And so many people really don't understand that their relationship with money has been programmed in them, imprinted in them, ingrained in them. And, you know, the, the behaviors and the relationship that their parents and their parents' parents had with it have been instilled with them. And the only way that chain is ever going to get broke is if they choose to allow themselves to reprogram those relationships, or it's going to be carried on for many more generations. Exactly. Exactly right. So I think one of the reasons why I was really excited about bringing you on. And it was one of many as I am married to a holistic health practitioner. Uh -huh. So, so my wife is an energy worker. She's been, she's got a PhD in, uh, in metaphysics and a master's in holistic life coaching. And, you know, she operates and in a realm that so many live and you relate to so well. Mm -hmm. And, and, and what people, what people fail to understand is your presence is announced before you ever step into an engagement with someone. Absolutely. You know, when uh, HeartMath did that study uh, that uh, we are all connected and every thought, every feeling, every emotion we're experiencing, we project out 13 feet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how, we're, how we consciously attempt to show up in an engagement right we're announcing ourselves 13 feet outward mm -hmm. so so what what excites me the most is is your background and your knowledge you know i study success i study sales and communication and leadership and this this energy dynamic is a huge quantum piece 
from a science perspective, it's physics. It's really it easy. It is. It is. Yes. So how do you share with business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals to, to really prepare themselves, really understand that where they go, they follow? What mm -hmm. tips can you give them? Well, one of the things that I can share is how that energy field works, being mm -hmm. projected out 13 feet. Our subconscious records everything and every moment from the day we're born to the moment we exit this earth. And it's constantly assigning emotions and feelings to those events. Now, the problem is we're only aware of that process 10% of the time. Scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain and his awareness was 10%. Mm -hmm. So what's the other 90% doing? Well, that 90% is part of that energy field that's around you that's felt 13 feet, sometimes even farther. They measured Buddha's aura and he could be felt for five miles. Yeah. You can feel that long before it even happens. So how it relates to money and sales and success and revenue is when you're making a call or you're getting ready for your sales interaction, even before you connect on the phone, the other person has already felt that energy inside of you and has intuitively processed it. We mm -hmm. all do this. It's all natural. So you know, is that going to be a good phone call to make? You know, if that person is going to do business with you in that 90% intuitively before you consciously realize it. It's how you're, you know, you go to the grocery store, you're walking down the street and you inherently know, oh, that's a good person. And you smile at them and, oh, that person I want to avoid because it just doesn't feel as good. So you go down a different aisle. We yep, all yep. do this naturally. And in sales, your energy speaks louder and in volumes than anything you ever say on the phone. Yeah. You know, the, the, the awareness you're talking about, that, that 10%, that's our conscious filter. That's our conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. And that 90%, that 90%, you know, it's, it's our unconscious. Our brain is 100%. 10% of it is, is what our conscious mind is. However, our conscious mind is arrogant enough to think it runs 100% of our life. Exactly. <laughs> and then that, that 90%, you know, that 90% that is called a lot of different things. Some people refer to it as the unconscious mind. Some people refer to it as the subconscious mind. Some people refer to it as, as uh, intuition. Some people refer to it as a gut instinct. Reality yeah. is that unconscious mind is your operating system. Yes. I mean, when you look at your phone, when you look at your computer, you are constantly updating your hardware. You are constantly updating your software. When was the last time you updated your own operating system? You well, know. I was going to say for me, that would have been earlier today. <laughs> and I do it for other people. Yeah. You know, some yeah. people, some people are walking around screwed with DOS 2.0. Let's <laughs> program one, one line at a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not go back. No, I know. Right. So, so let's, let's talk about, uh, how, how you see how most really sabotage their journey for their dreams, their goals. Oh their success. What, what is it that, that you see as a common denominator that, that holds people back? There's two things that I pick up on. The first is when they're asking for something, say, I want more abundance and prosperity, or I have an income goal of 30,000 in 30 days, but they don't feel it. They feel less than mm -hmm. or a lack or that it's not enough. 
because they don't feel good on the inside, but they're going to feel really good if they made the 30,000 in 30 days. So the first step is that disconnect. We want to make sure it's in alignment. So that's the first way we sabotage ourselves. We're asking for something that we don't feel. You have to feel it first because that's the energy that's driving your thought to bring it into existence. Mm -hmm. The second way is when we ask for it and we feel it, but then we sabotage ourselves with what we say. So for example, someone gives you a gift and then you go, because you were asking for gifts of things. And then they're like, oh, you shouldn't have. Well, you just denied your abundance. Or when we're critical of somebody or we have judgment of another person or where there's ego or jealousy or we're blaming. Anytime we go into something like that, it's a vice and it stops your manifestation from coming because you just canceled it and you didn't even know you did it. You brought up a word that is existent throughout and that's ego. Mm -hmm. So ego self. You know, reality is it doesn't, in my humble opinion, doesn't matter how transcended you are. It doesn't matter how, how awakened you are. Ego self is in existence. Now, now the awareness of ego self in itself is ego. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, you know, we're going to get a little paradoxical here, but, but this E word, this E word is, is uber important because ego self is existent. And, and this ego self can help you and it can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Now, it depends on how you, uh, how you acknowledge ego self and how you allow ego self to either show itself as ego or just the self that it is. Right. So, so I'd like for you to expand a little bit on the word that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Yes, ego is a way for us to define, a way to compare, to contrast but it's how it's used. So it, ha- it gives you your name. It tells you your phone number. It tells you where you live and mm-hmm. it gives you some identifying marks. Now, where we get into trouble is when it turns to egotism. And anytime egotism is present is when you are edifying yourself by putting somebody else at a lower status. And it kind of ties a little bit into judgment. So you can say, I have on a blue sweater, I have on a white shirt, that is identifying me based on what I'm wearing. There's, it's an observational judgment for identification. Mm-hmm. When it turns to a critical judgment, whether or not you like the shade of blue or not, or no, it doesn't go with the white shirt, it, it, sh- it should blend more. When it gets into a critical judgment, that's where egotism comes in because you are trying to make yourself feel better at the expense of somebody else. Hmm. No, I love that. I love that definition. So that, that takes me to another crossroads and, and uh, I'll start by going down one fork of the road and I may back up and go down the other. So, so, you know, when, when we, when we envision success, right our brain processes and pictures. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when we envision success, we see, for the most part, the world has its image of what a successful entrepreneur or business owner looks like, right? Now, there's this realm of awakening happening, you know, mm-hmm. th- th- this conscious evolution. It, it definitely started pre-pandemic. 
Mm -hmm. uh, however, pandemic really brought in uh, a huge level of awakening. And now that we're evolving out of it, th this awakening is manifesting in a, in, a, in a real world, live world existence. So when you look at society's imagery of success, you see hardcore driven type A, right? Then you see, uh, I'm going to playfully label it as that woo-woo entrepreneur, right? <laughs> For me, they're, they're, they're awakened. They're, they're, they're the woo-woo side. Now, the woo-woo side that meets this driven side, when the two sides collide for someone, their ability to transcend, perform, create up levels. Yes. However, when they stay separate, I think they're, 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 they're really held back. Mm -hmm. I think so, you're absolutely right. So I brought it up because, because of who I'm married to. Right. And because of what I teach, you know, I was a hardcore type A personality. I was, I was corporate driven. You know, it was, it was climbed to the top. 9-11 happened. I ended up getting laid off and I started my journey as an entrepreneur. My wife and I met and she was hardcore woo woo, if you can even be that. <laughs> And I was hardcore type A and I started learning from her. She started learning from me and we kind of met in the middle. And then I kind of moved over a little bit to the woo-woo side. She kind of moved over to the driven A side. And, and I, I attract a lot of the holistic metaphysical energy beings mm -hmm. and and the one thing that, that I've realized is most of them, and th this is why I was really excited about you coming in, most of them show up so much in a space of service, they negate their ability to exchange that energy, yeah. to charge that value, because for them, it's about energy. It's about helping. And this is a common denominator with a lot of business people. They are afraid to charge mm -hmm. their worth. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have to give to them? That was a very long path down that forked road. <laughs> <laughs> One is to first, what is the fear doing? And why are you holding yourself back with a fear? Because if our divine nature, our divine essence is a pure essence of love, fear doesn't exist. Mm. So fear is just a mask that needs to come off. So there's my woo-woo answer there for you. So my, my type A personality will come out here through science. And it's all about how the brain works. You have a masculine brain and a feminine brain because you have two hemispheres. Your masculine brain is the action-oriented doing type A, let's get it done, let's charge, let's do this. But your feminine brain is the intuitive side, the artistic, the creative side, the being side. And it's those two things that have to come into balance, which how it relates to the manifesting and creation cycle. We have an idea, a thought, an inspiration that's very intuitive. It's your right brain. To pull it into action and to charge for it, you have to engage your left brain. And then oftentimes when those two things come into balance, 
the masculine side of you is putting into action, it has to stop and check that, hey, am I on track for reaching my goal and my idea that I had back there to bring it into existence? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do individually as people. And then when we have together with our spouses, um, with our partners, with our marriages, one person is more predominantly right brain or feminine oriented, and one person is more masculine oriented. So it's when those two brain hemispheres are balanced with each person and you come together in a partnership, you have a win-win-win because you get to share, just like with you and your wife, how that is coming together. But what happens a lot of times in society is, oh, the man goes out and makes the bread and brings it back and the woman's supposed to support because we confuse the gender roles all the time. But it's not about the gender roles. It's about using ourselves, our masculine and our feminine energy, intuition to bring it into creation. So it's a manifesting creation cycle. And that's several chapters of what I write about in my book, Financially Fit, of how that whole process works. You know, it's it, it's the yin and yang of success, and 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 we we all have it. In in training, I specialize in the yang. You know, that's the the sales, the leadership, the communication, the business, the transformation, the evolution, the 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 really looking at the foundational elements of success because you're the common denominator. Where you go, you follow. She focuses on the yin, the 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 transformation the evolution the personal the relational the the self the spiritual the wellness and because success in our opinion and it's our company's foundation is success is the entire wheel of life okay. if if you aren't thriving in every area then that flat tire is going to damage your tire and the tires going to get harder and harder and rougher and rougher and your journey through life is going to struggle. Absolutely. And what's so interesting about the word success is, is that there are so many perceptions and so many different paradigms about it anymore because what's successful to one person might be a failure to somebody else. And yeah. what somebody else saw as a failure was a win for another person. So for me, it's not about success and failure. It's really about the experience we created. And I used to say, if you like it, keep doing it. If you don't, then change it. But it's also <laughs> about the gift that you receive from the experience and how you see it. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, for me, the only way anyone can ever achieve the life they want is to create their definition of success because, because that's going to dictate very specifically the choices you make and the priorities that you make. Mm -hmm. So so share with me what, what you believe the misunderstandings are of the study of energy and metaphysics and just your entire realm. That people think that you're just sitting there in meditation going, oh, and <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That, that that's what you do all day long. And that's not true. Um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, I've run my own S corporation. I'm in and out of all of the different roles. Yes, I do meditate. But meditation isn't having no thought. It's about activating a certain brainwave pattern and then living in that state of being, doing all of your masculine action oriented things. 
And yes, you use sound and you use vibration and you use energy and you use frequency for different things. But when you go into that state of beingness, you can receive focus and clarity and you have consistency and you have confidence that comes out of that when you're in that state versus the people who run around just do, 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 do all day long. They're more stressed, they're more worried, they're under pressure. And then their health starts breaking down. I lived that lifestyle a long time ago. <laughs> so it's all about having that balance. And that with meditation and the different, what we call the woo-woo aspects of it, science, quantum physics, bats, everything. And if you go back to our great scientists of Nikola Tesla and Albert Einstein, and oh my gosh, even Isaac Newton, they had it dialed in and they knew we just somehow lost that connection of going, science is really verifying why we do this. We just forgot that intersecting piece. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've had the, the honor and privilege to study under Deepak for, for mm -hmm. a very long time. And he really helped connect the science that we know, the physics and the quantum physics that we know to the ethereal, to that transcendence that, that most look at the Birkenstock granola, meditating, do nothing. So, so I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought how, how science is proven and related to it because it really isn't woo-woo. Energy is exactly that. It's what powers our homes. It's what powers your phones and your cars. And, and what, and, and just because experts like Edison and Tesla and all of them have been able to harness it and yeah. deliver it, mm -hmm. you're no different. You are a vessel that gets to harness the same energy from yeah from Gaia, from the moon, from the sun. There are so many different ways to pull energy in, both internally and externally. And as energy beings, even our electronics and us, we all have an EMF frequency, electromagnetic frequency, which for us is our aura or energy field. And we have enough energy in every single person to light a small light bulb to harness that energy. But if you don't think your energy, your thought, is pure energy. And your thought is just a thought until you decide to create it from that manifest form into matter. And so I think with science, we get stuck on the matter side because of particles, but yet in order for it to be matter in a particle, it had to be a wave first. And that's pure energy. And that's exactly what your thought is. Every yeah. time you have a thought. And yeah. I challenge you not to have a thought because that's really hard. We have over 60,000 of them a day. <laughs> 68,000 to 90,000 thoughts a day. And, and what's scary is, you know, through the progression of science, realizing the amount of thoughts that the average human consumes, they also identified over 90% of them are focused on what it is they don't want to happen. Exactly. What, what happens when you focus on what it is you don't want to happen? And you get what you don't want. <laughs> Your energy goes where your focus flows. You know, exactly. you create as you think, you create as you speak. Yep. And meditation is just one of those things to help file the thoughts into a system for clarity and focus. So you create on purpose what it is that you do want versus what you don't want. Yeah.
Yeah. So, so, you know, Donna, I would, I would love to talk about your journey to the level of success that you've created because for, for, for so long, our industry shows people the zero to hero, mm-hmm. the outhouse to penthouse. And so many think that because we live in a world of instant gratification, if it doesn't happen in four months, they give up. If it doesn't happen in six months, they give up. You know, it, it absolutely can happen instantaneously. And there absolutely is a journey. Mm-hmm. So can you share with, with our listeners how failure has been instrumental in your journey to achieving success? Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, and I don't want to use the word failure, but oftentimes when somebody told me I couldn't do something, <laughs> I would say, watch me. Mm-hmm. Would go do it. And then I would see where it was, where I'm at and what it was that I wanted to obtain for myself. And then I kind of realized that, well, if they could do it, so can I, I could just figure out the pathway. And so I do. So I don't look at my experiences as a success or a failure, even though I was financially devastated, a lot of people would say that was a failure. I learned so many great, amazing things from those experiences that today I am a completely different person in a whole different paradigm because of what it taught me. And that's how I live life and life is to be experienced. Yeah. So it, for me is kind of a driving force, but it's being purpose-driven and making decisions that will A, bring you happiness on the inside. Cause if you're not gonna be happy on the inside, don't do it. Don't do it for somebody else or because you think you need to, or you feel obligated. You're not, you're going to be miserable doing it. Don't. So happiness on the inside. And then is it in alignment with what my goals are and where I want to go? And if it is, then you say yes. And if it's not, then it may not be for you. So that's how I go through part of my decision-making process. When I get invited to speak different places, um, whether it be here through podcasting or through live stages, or do I need to roll out this program? Or does somebody ask me something out of left field? And you're just like, uh, no, that, that, that's not in alignment with. Thank you for the offer, but it's not in alignment with where I want to go today. Mm-hmm. So so I, I, I want to talk about the F-bomb, you know, failure. It, to me, to me you, you've heard the adage, failure's mm-hmm. feedback. And it absolutely is. However, you know, I, I don't necessarily like the word failure because so many today wear it as that badge of honor because they've heard that, that if you're not failing, then you're not trying hard enough, right? Yeah. So, so they start bragging about their failures and reality is they're necessary. They're, 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 they're a growth tool. That, that's all it is. Failure. Failure is absolutely the feedback you need to evolve mm-hmm. into obtaining the neurology and the skills to, to take on what it is you're embarking on next. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it's only failure if you push away the lessons, if you push away the learnings. So for, for so many, they, they continually repeat the same scenarios over and over again. 
you know, Carl Jung, Carl Jung said, we go as far as uh, uh, attracting our unconscious mind mm -hmm. so that we can project out everything we don't like about ourselves so that we can see it. Because if we see it, we can learn from it. And if we learn from it, we can fix it. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I continue to attract my father in a non-personal relational aspect. Mm -hmm. I kept manifesting him in different male figures professionally. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the first time it, it cost me a job. The, the second time it, it cost me like $15,000, $20,000. The third time, well, my business got embezzled. I ended up in, in being sued and I could go on and on. It was a con artist, you know? And it, it wasn't until that time that I realized I, I'm continually attracting the relationship that I had with my father so that I can heal from it. And if I don't allow myself to embrace these, these lessons, these learnings, this feedback, it's going to keep getting louder and louder until I do. Mm -hmm. So your journey, your journey, did it only show up for you personally or was it showing up for you professionally as well? Oh, it shows up in all areas and it does for every single person out there because the universe doesn't deep, um, compartmentalize it doesn't say oh this category but not that one right. it doesn't do that we do that as people the universe is all or none so <laughs> it's yep. either all in 100 or not at all yeah and um it's only us that fracture it so it will show up in all areas of your life until you change the energy or the frequency of you of that was coming out of your energy field to return back to you What's so interesting also about the word failure is also when something doesn't work. For me, I think, oh, huh, well, that didn't quite turn out the way I wanted it to. So <laughs> what can I do better or what can I do next time to make it better? Mm -hmm. I think there's a quote. Um, I'm not going to say this verbatim, so, but Yoda, and it says that a master has failed more times than an apprentice or someone else has ever started. Yep. And when you break that down, it's like a master has to go through failure to master and attain what it is. And it's yep. the exact process you just got done talking that all of your negative things come out to be shown to you in the world so you can make those changes to master whatever that lesson is that you're learning. And we just coined it the phrase failure in our yeah. Yeah. So since, since we're on this topic, why do you think it is that the, st the statistics are stacked against entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, 97% give up, they don't make it, they fail. So why do you think that only 3% make it? And out of that 3% that make it, a small minute percentage of them really ever achieve wealth. Mm -hmm. The first thought that comes to me is it's a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of work to look at your stuff in the world going, how can I make it better? Mm -hmm. How can I make the change? How can I learn from this? How can I, and is this my skill set? Great. If it's not, who can I hire for that skill set 
to put that into place so I can move to the next level. Mm -hmm. And the key component to a lot of that is money. Every single time, it's always money because we use money as the measure instead of how we feel and are we doing what we truly love and are passionate about. To me, energy and action feed off each other, yes. right? If, if your energy is off, then your action suffers. If your action is off, then your energy suffers. Mm -hmm. So for someone who's having a hard time getting motivated or staying motivated because, you know, building their dreams is an uphill battle right now. What advice can you give them if one feeds off of the other and they're both struggling? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to share what I learned earlier today. Okay. I was in a networking group and somebody said about taking action because once you get your thoughts in alignment, then you take action. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about, do you pick up the phone to make the next call? Are there people you've been avoiding in making the phone calls? Is there something on your list that you haven't followed through on? And I understood the context of what they were talking about, but I took it in a different way of, well, what if your action step was to take five minutes, close your eyes and focus on your breath to meditate, to clear your thoughts, to clear your mind, to receive that information that you needed to receive to move yourself forward. And I went, huh, what have I been avoiding in my life? I'm usually in a pretty good brainwave pattern, but I didn't take my five or 10 or 20 minutes for myself today. Wow. Wow. You know, on that note, it's funny because I normally always wear a Hublot and mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I got an iWatch and the thing I love about it is it reminds me to breathe. It's just the mm -hmm. stupidest app. And I say stupid jokingly, it, I, my, my, wrist, my, my wrist vibrates and I look down and it says breathe and then it takes me through a one minute breathing exercise. Mm -hmm. And then I have the ability to breathe again. Sounds kind of funny because we think we're always breathing. Right. However, how I feel after that one minute or I tend to push it a couple more times. Mm -hmm. So I typically end up breathing for three minutes. The difference in how I feel when I first started to at the end of that exercise is incredible. Yes. Do you want to take it to the next level? That's why I brought it up. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I talk about too, and taking those breathing moments. And I often say, set a timer on your phone for three minutes. Mm -hmm. And what you do is because you're breathing in, you're breathing in the oxygen, mm -hmm. but all the good things the body needs. But when you breathe out, you breathe out all the toxins, the things that you don't need. So if you can identify what you want, so say abundance, kindness, generosity, when you breathe in, you think that word. And when you breathe out, you think out the word you don't want, which could be the stress or bitterness or anger. And you sit there for the three minutes and you breathe in prosperity, breathe out anger or whatever's going on. And right. that is going to enhance that for you, attract to you what you do want while eliminating and taking out what you don't want. Yeah, I love that. Actually, that was some advice that Mary Lou had shared with me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I continue to extend it because one minute never felt long enough. And, I love three minutes. Yeah. and I, I, it's the most incredible thing. You know, I don't like 
I don't like the energy attached to the watch. You know, my, my Hublot is very analog. And, and I do lean with that more. However, I do, I'm very aware that on days that I'm very active, I wear this to just kind of poke me mm -hmm. because I have my alarm set on my iPhone every, so I do a, a 60, 90 rule. Mm -hmm. So I focus 90 minutes on, on tasks and then 60 minutes on marketing and then 90 minutes on tasks associated with that. However, at the end of that 90 minutes, I go for a walk. At the end of that 60 minutes, I go for a walk. And then somewhere in between there, this tells me to breathe. <laughs> Perfect formula. <laughs> so so since, since we're in this, this ethereal world right now, yeah. in your opinion, how does someone balance confidence versus arrogance? Because I think that arrogance really gets in the way of people's ability to be the preeminence, deliver the preeminence, be that expert. Mm -hmm. So how does someone balance being confident without being arrogant? Right. Well, confidence and arrogance are two vastly different energies, and mm -hmm. sometimes we get them confused. Mm -hmm. When there's arrogance, that's where the ego or the egotism gets involved because you're trying to elevate yourself. It comes out arrogantly. Where you're in confidence, it's a whole different setup because you can express, share, because the goal is a little different. It's not so you edify yourself to make yourself better. It's to here's how we can help you. Here's how we can be of service. Here's how we can have the world a better place. And what can you do or what can you have to share back? It's more um, equal when, it, when you look at it in partnerships or relationships or business relationships in that versus the arrogance. The arrogance side has a little bit more of that ego to it. And there's a little bit more of a, a bite behind it, which tells me the energy is off a little bit. And when that energy will shift and change, then it will shift into confidence. With confidence, there's a little bit of a reward system that comes along because you took a step and you were rewarded. Then you take another step and then you're rewarded. Where arrogance, it just plows straight through. Yeah. So first I would say is understand the difference between the two so you can speak confidently, but not necessarily arrogantly, for example. Love that. I absolutely love that. So let's talk about something that's been flashing around social media and the internet a lot. And I, I think that there's an immense amount of science and energy behind the syndrome so many people are talking about, and that's imposter syndrome. Yes. So I would love to know your opinion on imposter syndrome and how someone who's experiencing it can overcome it. Because in my humble opinion, imposter syndrome is the itty bitty shitty committee on extra high, mm -hmm. really just drilling the head of, of elevating someone's lack of self-worth and them not grabbing the committee and shutting them down. Right. And it's the lack of self-worth or the feeling of less than. So what event happened in your life that allowed that energy fracture to come inside of you 
And what do you need instead of less than or not enough to overcome that at the time it happens? Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting about the word imposter syndrome because yes, it's a new buzzword that that surfaced. And I remember the first time I was asked, I'm like, well, what do you mean by imposter system? Someone impersonating you? <laughs> you know, that was my context. I didn't know. And um, and it's just, you know, having it all goes back to our childhood to a time where there was some event that happened that allowed us. And what what happened in society is we've all, every single person at some time or another had experienced some form of abuse. And abuse in this context is anything that diminishes a child's sense of worth. So it could be mental, it could be emotional, it could be financial, it could be sexual, it could be physical, it could be any type, anything that would diminish a child's sense of worth. So I think that's where this whole imposter syndrome has been coming out of because we don't know that we can stand up, that we can make a change, that we can you know, be confident or that we can have that sense of self without feeling selfish. Mm-hmm. And we can have, you know, where I grew up, it was self-esteem yep. or that, that we had. And now it's the opposite side. We had to have good self-esteem and now it's like imposter syndrome. And it's like two sides of the same coin. That mm-hmm. way. But it's- so, so let's talk about blind spots because in my opinion, it's what we don't know that we don't know that that prevents people from achieving the, the levels of their dreams and success. So how important is it for someone to have a coach or a mentor to have them navigate their blind spots? Mm -hmm. And how likely is someone to overcome them without one? Okay. I think it's incredibly important to understand and see your blind spots because that's the part that's hidden to us. And that's the part that's in our 90% of our subconscious if we're not paying attention. And if you have the awareness and you're paying attention, you're going to see more of that. So you know what changes that needs to be made. But sometimes, you know, they say that reflection in the mirror, but every person and every situation that comes to us is a reflection of what's going on on the inside of us, showing us those. And the blind spot is just saying, I don't have awareness around this yet. When you see it, you pay attention to it. You have the power inside to shift and make those changes internally. And then when you do those blind spots, you don't see them anymore if they do surface. And, 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 And I'll go even further to say science is also proven when you're part of the problem, you can't be part of your solution because reality is when the problem gets exposed, it gets exposed and it's no longer a blind spot, you're only capable of inserting your own perspective into that. And that's the perspective that's looking from the inside of the problem out. And that problem has a boundary wrapped around it. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what happens in our subconscious is it gets stuck in a frequency like frustration. Mm -hmm. And we forget that there's how many other frequencies out there. And it's the technique that a medicine woman taught me how to do. She called it pivot and shift. And when you can see it from a different perspective or a different viewpoint, you can change that frustration, um, that poverty to abundance, to success, to whatever those other words are. 
but people are our reflection. And when you can't see it for yourself, but you know that there's something there, that's when you reach out to somebody like me or others to say, hey, look at this for me and help me uncover the pattern. And mm -hmm. that's the individual work that I do with people. Awesome. So Donna, welcome to the signature question of our show. Mm -hmm. And that is, what is selling without selling mean to you? Wow. For me, it has to go back to an energetic viewpoint. And when you can communicate the value, when you can communicate how you appreciate another person, how you can help them from that, for me, it's a heart-centered healing philosophy, then the selling already took place because mm -hmm. you showed concern, you showed compassion, you showed empathy, you show all of the qualities and people will say, that's what I want for me. And then they will naturally do business with you. And you don't have to sell anything because it was already communicated in your energy field long before they even answered the phone call. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So welcome to the random round. See, I believe that success leaves clues. And I like to ask our guest expert questions that our listeners can turn around and extract pieces of it and apply to their life as applicable or as they as they so choose. So your random round question is, how do you decompress? How do you recharge? Oh, for me, a lot of it is being by myself, not mm -hmm. alone, because we're never alone, but I like to be by myself. I sit out on my back deck. Sometimes I have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning or sometimes throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And it's something that a Buddhist monk taught me. And he said, meditate with your coffee. And when you're done meditating, you drink the coffee. And I argued because the coffee would be cold. And he said, <laughs> exactly. And then go switch to organic coffee. So I thought he knew something. So I did do that too. But it's just being in that mindful state, being present with everything that's going on around, every thought that comes, the thought just leaves. And it just restores that balance because there's no stress in sitting, in breathing, in looking at your environment for me. And I love to be outside. So anything I can do outside and I physically can move it through my body, that's the other way. I go out, I hike, I kayak, I do all of those things. I love it, thank you. Donna, it's been incredible talking with you today. I truly appreciate you coming on the show before we head out what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you if they want to find you wow the easiest way that will directly link you to me i just learned how to do this is a through a text uh, funnel so if you text the word manifesting to 26786 it will connect you directly to me my website and all of my social media or you can just go to my website, DonnaCampbell.com, and that will do it from there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community.
That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.